Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The year is with Red and Bobby. Welcome to the Year Is Podcast, the podcast where every episode, me, comedian Bobby Mayer, and my co-host, Red Richardson, we travel back to a year in history. We talk about the weirdest, the most interesting, and the most fucked up things from that year. But first, our producer Jody, Red, and me, we're back together. For the first time in weeks. It, You know... Yeah. So I was away. I went to Canada. Mm-hmm. How was Canada? Good question. How was Canada? I don't think I've asked you yet. Well, that's what I do now. I think mm. in our friendship, rather than waiting for you to ask how my life is, yeah. I'm just mm. going to say, I'm just going to do your part of well, the Well, I'll forget if you don't. So. Yeah, yeah. You'll talk about you and what you've been up to, and then I have to say, how am I? Good question, mm. Red. I'm doing okay. Mm. It's, I've never been to Canada. There, and I've been again, to quite you made a lot it about of yourself quite quickly. There we go. That's there. We, you, I didn't even say anything about Canada. It just came back to I've never been to Canada. Well, someone on the review comment said uh, Red has an uncanny ability to make it about himself all the time. Yeah, which I don't think I do do that. And since I was a young boy, I never felt uh, that I was the sort of person to make it about myself. Did people say that to you as a young boy? <laughs> no, you make do. everything about you. <laughs> so how was it? Good time. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. See any bears? Well, interestingly, so before I left, Mm. I remember you said to me, oh, are you going to see bears when you're there? And I was like, that's insane, Red. There's no bears where I grew up. They're farther north. However, have you heard of climate change? Yeah. So if you're not familiar with climate change, it's the changing of the climate. Yeah. Some people think it's man-made. Some people don't. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so because of climate change, yeah, bears are now where I live. Really? Yes. Just wandering the streets. Well, not wandering the streets. I think they live in they live in um tight collections of trees, generally called woods. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's a bear habitat is woods. Yeah. But people have seen some bears. They're seeing them. I watched a show called Grizzly Man the other day. Documentary. Have you seen that? grizzly man yeah i i would guess that it's about grizzly bears it's about a man who lives with the bears jody you might uh, realize this he is exactly like bobby he is yeah yeah uh, yeah he, bobby's less enthusiastic yeah he's like a happier bobby but he goes out and lives with all the grizzly bears and he's got weird names for them and he's like hello how are you today <laughs> and then he gets eaten <laughs> well now I'm not going to watch that documentary you ruined it 
thank you. Right. Oh, hey, welcome to we we. we spoiler alert. They, they've got so they tell you like five minutes in, but there's a bit because he records everything. There's a bit where Werner Herzog, the documentary maker, um, listens to his killing on tape because his friend's got the tape, and she's like, I could never listen to it. So he g- gives it to Werner, and he listens, and his face is just like, oh. and then he hands the tape back to. He goes, never ever listen to this. <laughs> It's horrible. But I'll exploit it for my documentary. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, someone's It's just telling the story of a man mm-hmm. who loved bears. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't see any bears, but there are bears. Mm. No, there are bears. That's good. That's good. And Jody is back from America. He went on his own, which is weird, but uh, he had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain kind of person that goes on vacation alone, and I always find it odd, and Jody's one of those people. Well, I think it's good that Jody goes to America and not, like, Indonesia on his own. <laughs> Jody went to Indonesia on his own. Yeah. I mean, uh, was it, Jody? Thing. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, what, uh, what was it, Jody? Yeah, it was good. I saw whales and I saw a lot of American people and I saw lots of, yeah, significant buildings. What buildings? What was your favorite building? I went up the World Observatory Tower, which Never is amazing. It. It, it's the building they replaced the World Trade Center. Oh, with. I thought it was just ground zero now. No, they've, they've commercialized it. and they've I wouldn't want to work in there. the replacement. I would not go in the replacement no. World Trade Center building because what if somebody does it again? You'd, yeah. feel, you'd be like, okay, fool me once, yeah, yeah. shame on you. <clears throat> fool me twice. Well, fool me three times. Fool me three <laughs> times. This is my fault now. Yeah. I shouldn't have been in this building. It's where planes That would be very Jody to get uh, stuck in that, and then we'd have to find a new producer. I actually have figured out how to use the equipment. I was telling Jody. Oh, great. <laughs> not to say we're replacing Jody. I'm not saying I could do it well, not yeah. to his level it's of like expertise. It's like Breaking Bad when they're trying to learn the secret ingredient to meth so yeah, they can, well, so they can kill Jody. Is, <laughs> well, it's like in whatever season is where Jesse learns mm. to make – Jesse now knows how to do it without Walt. Mm-hmm. I'm now Jesse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does he do it the full percentage that yeah. Walt can do? It? Jesse okay, can. Then. Jesse knows how to cook. Ooh. But he gets kind of kidnapped and tied up and chained up. And to forced well. to produce. That yeah. is the issue. What, yeah. if, what if I now espouse in this podcast? I know how to produce podcasts. And then, you know, last week we talk about El Chapo. Then El Chapo decides he wants to make a podcast. He hears we're talking about him. He hears I can produce. He kidnaps me. He'd make a brilliant podcast. I'd say, listen, I might, I might know how to do this, but there's a guy you want to kidnap, Jody. <laughs> It's funny that all the people who would make great podcasts can't. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone who's kind of like every every person that has a podcast, I feel like we've missed the gold rush and we're stood there with some shovels. And every every sort of pointless celebrity has a podcast, whereas El Chapo would be a great one. Um, George Bush Sr., Dark Secrets of the Pentagon podcast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyone I... with something interesting to say can't legally say it? Yeah. I met a guy once um, at a comedy club, and he had a dog, like one of those service dogs with him, because he said he had PTSD. And I said, oh, what, what, what's going on? And he was like, I was in the military. Uh, and then I was like, okay. And then he was like, yeah. Uh, he was American, and he's like, the day I arrived in this country, they gave me a British passport. And uh, been here ever since. And he was clearly like a spy. Mm-hmm. But some shit had went down. And so you had a dog for it. And he was riddled with PTSD. What does the dog do? Um, if he has a PTSD flashback and starts freaking out, the dog jumps on him and calms him down. 
That sounds like the least calming thing possible. Well, for him, it's calming. Yeah, it's okay. not calming for you because you hate dogs. Okay. Um, yeah, it's mm. that's like, like if if someone had a pet snake and they like and they <laughs> yeah. played with their snake to calm down, and yeah. then you're like, that's not relaxing. No, it doesn't. But if you love snakes, it is. Mm. It doesn't seem seems the opposite. Wouldn't surprise you to learn that I had a pet snake when yeah, I was a boy. Yeah, you, you do seem it like. Wouldn't a pet surprise snake. me to learn that the uh, RSPCA took your snake away <laughs> <laughs> because of complaints about yeah. how you're treating the snake. Jody's special trick: he can put it in his bum and it comes out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He trained the snake to wrap around his cock and slowly choke it. <laughs> Oh, you ruined my surprise for the Patreon episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a very just um... feeding a dead mice while it chokes his erect penis. Good boy, good snake. Now peel your skin off, and I'll eat it. Yeah, we did did feed it um, dead mice. So I, I kept it in the freezer, disgusting, and had to defrost them in the microwave. That's Sometimes so I'd forget to click defrost, so I just cook. Them. Oh my god! <laughs> You'd That's... cook it. Would you still feed him the cooked mouse? No, that was grim. Jody yeah. flat stinks of burning mouse. How did it smell? <laughs> it smelled of what you might think of burning mouse in the hot grave. No, but I think a burning mouse would just smell. I assume because whenever whenever someone's talking about a meat that isn't meat we eat, you say, "How does it taste?" And they say, "It just tastes like chicken." Yeah, Ooh. you know, if you eat a, a a live human being while they're still alive, it tastes like chicken. <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone always says. Well, how does horses taste? It tastes like another animal that's not a horse. Mm-hmm. Like that's I think all meat kind of yeah. tastes. They just say it tastes like chicken to make you feel better. So it didn't. It didn't smell. How like... did it taste, Jody? Jody, <laughs> yeah. Did you try it? I I didn't try it. I was. Do you ever tempted. get back drunk from a night out and like go? Oh, what's in the freezer and just eat some frozen mouse? No, no. I was twelve. Okay. Yeah, so I didn't come back <laughs> drunk and yeah, start eating dead mice for my freezer. <laughs> no. Well, but yeah, so Jody's been away. I've been away. You haven't been anywhere. <clears throat> I've been in London, just um, protecting, protecting the podcast and the comedy scene. Um, How have you been protecting the comedy scene? Just been doing good work, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just been uh, patrolling the clubs, making people happy. And, uh, yeah, just holding down the fort while you two are gallivanting off around the world. You did go on a honeymoon for three weeks in May. I did. That's that's true. Three weeks, me and Jody had to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that was... that was To, to mixed responses. I gotta um... say... <laughs> I gotta say, though... Mm. It's nice to have you back. Yeah. We're all back in the same room. I, um... So last Friday, I did Top Secret Comedy Club. Great club. Then I went and met my mate who's just come back from a visit from America. Um, and he's gone now. But he was really, we were in a pub and he was really hungry. So he said to the pub, can I order a pizza to this pub? And he ordered a pizza or two pizzas. Went outside for like 10 minutes when the guy was maybe outside. Came back in and was like, I've just been attacked by this guy with the pizzas. So okay. he went outside and what it transpired was that He'd gone up to a random Italian man who was walking home with two pizzas and gone, oh, thanks a lot, <clears throat> grabbed the pizza boxes off him. <laughs> this guy was like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, they're my pizzas. And he's like, don't fucking stereotype me, you piece of shit. Throttled my friend like, holding the pizzas. What do you say throttled? How Grabbed so? him by the neck and squeezed his Just neck. choked him. <laughs> yeah. 
And then <clears throat> this lady, this bouncer was like, said to my mate, just because you're a white man doesn't mean every Italian guy works for you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then he came inside, went on Deliveroo, messaged the actual driver saying, thanks for attacking me, you piece of shit. <laughs> and so that guy then went, what are you talking about? So you know what I'm talking about. You just throttled me. And the guy's like, well, I'm not coming now. <laughs> so he didn't get any pizzas. And then we went back to my mate's house. <laughs> Did he feel stupid afterwards? Mm, he, was, he was quite drunk, so he just kept repeating uh, <laughs> that he was in the right. Went back to my mate's house. His girlfriend, to shut him up, ordered like six pizzas. He was outside still fuming, looking for pizzas, so he ordered four without knowing. And suddenly there was just ten boxes of pizza for four people. Your friend could not have been more wrong in that situation. <laughs> you can see. No, I can see the logic of how it happened. If you order pizza and an Italian man just turns up with two boxes, your exact order, you can see where the confusion would okay, be. Okay, here's. So sometimes we'll order babysitters for Mabel off an app. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, so we order a babysitter for Mabel off the app. I go outside. A woman who kind of looks like a babysitter walks by. The babysitter has glasses. She has glasses. I say, get in my house now. <laughs> she says, what? I say, I'm paying you. You get inside. <laughs> she, I try to pull her into my house. She attacks me. I say, why the fuck are you attacking me? I'm paying you to be here. She runs away. I message the actual babysitter. I say, hey, listen, why did you just fucking attack me? If you don't want me to pull you into my house, I'm not going to pay you to watch my child. She then says, I don't think I'm going to come to your house. She cancels. And for the rest of the evening, I'm like, babysitters are fucking useless. <laughs> and then suddenly you've got eight babysitters. <laughs> yeah. And then I go on every babysitting app to get one because I need to rush out to a gig. Eight babysitters show up. And then um, I'm like, hey, There's... I need you guys to work together on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it would be fun. Because sometimes I feel like the babysitter is lonely. Maybe sometimes as a treat, I'll pay two babysitters and say, hey, listen, guys, I just thought maybe you two could get to know each other, work as a team. Yeah. And then once the kid's asleep, you could hang out, be friends. Yeah, but they'll probably end up just drinking together. No, 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 no. I'd say no drinking. I've got a camera on. I'll be monitoring your conversation. <laughs> Socially, I would like to see some effort. Yeah, okay. I'm paying for each of you to make a new friend. Yeah. So I would like it if you made new friends. Some good conversations. Yeah, I love befriending the babysitters. It's been great. Why do you have, uh, you say babysitters? If you'd befriended one of them, it would just be babysitters. Well, there's schedules because we don't give them enough hours mm. that they could work for us full time. Mm. So nobody can be is super loyal to my family. No, not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Um, but someday. But so what we have to do is we have to get, there's a few different, uh, we've never used a man. No, I wouldn't really want to use a man either. <laughs> I would. I'd use a man, but there's no men available. There's no men who are like, listen, I'll take care of your baby. I think in, you know, just the, the sort of 30 whatever episodes we've done of this, looking into men often do bad things. Yeah, but to be fair, I'm not statistically. Actually, I think men probably kill more children than women. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. But well, women do. And there women... was that babysitter who shook the baby. That was a big one. Yeah, that's not ideal. No, it's not ideal. No, we get 
we get review. You can see the reviews for these people. It's good. They love like. 205 star reviews. The amount of uh, Hollywood actors who get caught shagging the nanny, you just go, this is such a, such a cliche. I, I cannot imagine, I don't know how that would, how you'd get there. Yeah, because that's suddenly, it's like, but hey, if, I know, I, if I I'm you... sleeping with her, who's looking after my kid? I think the missing piece might be being um, a famous, beautiful movie star, because in my, in, in my world, mm-hmm. I'm just hanging out with this, you like lady who who knows my wife very well mm. and then um we talk about the child the whole time and then yeah. i leave i can't i don't know how you're and you like greet her at the door saying get in my house yeah yeah well that's what you know <laughs> well bobby you did all the research today that's true yeah that is true where, where are we going we're going to a year that means a lot to me okay have you I've ever told you about my emotional connection to 1957. I know. It's never come up, actually. That's because there isn't one. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the year we're going back to. Um, It's a great year. So it's like kind of like Cold War kicking off. Mm -hmm. Space race kicking off. Mm -hmm. Vietnam starting. Lots going on. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to start with not the juicy stuff. We'll start a bit. We'll start light. Mm-hmm. Okay. In 1957, specifically January 3rd, 1957, <laughs> the Hamilton Watch Company introduces the first electric watch. Here's what I got to say about that. Why the fuck are you introducing an electric watch, which is a crazy cool invention? Eight days after Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. if you're ever going to sell <laughs> a novelty watch yeah. as, a, as a thing, it's clearly a Christmas present. Yeah. The marketing <clears throat> company at the Hamilton Watch Company should have been fired on uh, January yeah. 4th. They're like, when should we release? I think January 3rd. Yeah, yeah. You know how everyone spends their money at Christmas. Yeah. And then Boxing Day. And then New Year's Eve. And by about January 3rd, they're broke. Mm -hmm. And they have no expendable income. And they're really looking down the barrel of a cold, dark winter. What if in that moment we tried to sell them a luxury watch? But also... They've now got to wait 11 months, pretty much. Yeah. So they probably all slept in the warehouse, just sleeping on boxes of electric watches. Going, don't worry, guys. I mean, I'm sure it was, I don't don't know, the price of the first electric Mm. watch. Um, But I'm going to guess it was a lot. Mm -hmm. Because that's like... Yes, a new cool gadget. Yeah. But it's just... It's, that's insane. That doesn't make much sense, no. I don't even wear it. Do you wear a watch? I did, and it's not working. But, like, in general, are you a watch wearer? Yeah, I would. I like them. But I just, mine stopped working, so I just stopped wearing it. But it's a kind of an all right, nice accessory. I don't like having things on my wrist or my hands. Mm, that's so why that's why I don't ring. wear a wedding ring, and that's why I don't wear a watch. Did Harriet want you to wear a wedding ring? She knew I don't like jewelry. Okay. So. Got a little earring. I think you could suit an earring. Listen, 
I'm not going to wear an earring either. Okay. I, I mean. You got, well, you have a tattoo. I have a, well, she tattooed her name onto my leg. Yeah. <clears throat> but that was for a TV show. You wouldn't have done that. That was for a TV show. Although I feel like that is my wedding ring. Yeah, that's more than enough. Imagine trying to cheat on your wife. And then her uh, face is on your leg. Her face is on your leg with her name. And then <laughs> who's Harriet? Um, I mean, the best lie you could tell is that's my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then because uh, it looks like a child's drawing. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Harriet's <clears throat> a, a terrible artist. Um, <laughs> and then they say, who's your daughter with? And I'd have to say, oh, my my wife is deceased. People get so many tattoos of like new relate, like the Pete Davidson. Has just gotten like four tattoos of Kim Kardashian. It's like, you know, she's been divorced three times. Like, this might not be forever, buddy. Yeah. Well, mm. When you're Pete Davidson, your dad died on 9-11, I guess you know, like anything. Mm. Nothing is forever. No, that's true. We need to get Jody to get a year is tattoo. Should we do that in Edinburgh? Would you be up for that, Jody? Uh, just yeah, on the cheek. Harriet has to draw it. Oh. Yeah. Would you do that? Uh, no. Oh, for fuck. He's what if, Jody, what if, what if we say if we get to a certain number of patrons, then you'll get a year is oh, tattoo? Oh, that's it. Um, do I get to pick the number? Yeah, go on then. Nothing ridiculous. Like, go on. Uh, 50. We've already got, oh, we're six away from that. <laughs> we're close. No, we got way more than that. Yeah. I what? just completely exposed us. Sorry. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take that again. Uh, 50,000. Well, no, not 50,000, Jody. Yeah, we're not I'm Jeff like, Bezos, Jody. Jody, we're just, okay, we're getting the patrons started. Do you but... think if we got 50,000 patrons, I'd still talk to you? <laughs> I'm joking. 200. What about 200? What about 200? We're trying to kick this off. Uh, yeah, okay then. Yeah, two, yeah, so you're hearing this now. We'll film it for the Patreon. Jody will get the year is on his back. No, Jody, you can pick the part you can of your pick body where it is. Where but it can't be it? the sole of your feet. Uh, can I have it on my thyroid? No. Uh, you don't have a thyroid. <laughs> oh, no, see, he's, there's always a loophole. The sad yeah. part with Jody is he doesn't realize that a thyroid, he thinks the thyroid is a part of the body, like we have a tail or something, and that's where our <laughs> thyroid is, just because he doesn't have one. It's like, you know, there's some, like, like the human brain. Mm. Pro- like Maybe there's parts of the universe, like, we can't even conceive of, you know? Mm-hmm. And in that same vein, Jody can't conceive of what a thyroid actually is. <laughs> So it's like being blind. You don't know what it would be like. So Jody, Jody. So if we get to two hundred patrons, Jody's going to get a tattoo of the Urus. Okay. On my thyroid. I'm I'm evading this. I'm not a team player. He's not a team player at all. Team player would have gone away for three weeks. If we get to five hundred patrons, I will get a Urus tattoo. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's what you mean. Well, keep pushing it, listeners, so we can get a nice tattoo for If Bobby. we get to 500 patrons, mm. I will get a year's tattoo mm. over top of my Harriet tattoo. Okay. Which means the podcast is now more important than my wife. Yeah. Symbolically. So it, sh- so it should be. I'd die for this podcast. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't die. Well, you'd take a punch. I'd, I'd take a punch, not a bullet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's not, the scenario where I'm taking a punch for a podcast? Where someone comes up and goes, I'm going to fucking hit you if you don't stop your podcast. I feel like in that scenario, I've probably done something wrong on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to hit you if you don't stop libeling me on your podcast. <laughs> I'd be like, mm, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. 
Um, Jody's thyroid. <laughs> Jody's thyroid is speaking to me. It's, it's actually. Yeah. <laughs> I live a li- nice life. Yes, we are amicably divorced, me and Jody, but you stop <laughs> disparaging me. I always find watches. You see, like, when, like, the expensive watches, they always look terrible. Like, when, like, a. Like Conor McGregor's got this watch, and it's like diamond encrusted. It just looks like a pain to carry around. And also, you're basically like walking around with a mortgage. So you know, up, oh man, the cost of someone's house on your arm, and the thought of it being on your arm. How did you get something off your arm if you find you cut it off? Do you know what I mean? Like, did I ever tell the story about the time I the the time I've had the most of an urge to rob someone? No, I was in a Nando's with another comic. And this guy sitting beside us, and he was a young dude, maybe like 18, 19, some big watches on him. And uh, he just wanted to brag about his watches. And he just starts telling us how much they cost. He's like, this one cost 12 grand. This one cost eight grand. I made some good money, you know, doing what I do. I think he's like dealing a bit of drugs. And But he, he wasn't like at the top of the chain. Uh, but he was way too just wanted to brag because he's just bragging to us about pretty much how he has 20,000 pounds on his wrists. And the thing is, this guy is going to go tell other people and it's not going to go well. No, of course not. And I've never, when he left that Nando's, I've never had a stronger urge to follow someone down an alley <laughs> and punch them in the back of the head and steal their watch. Yeah. Because it's like someone's going to take it. Why yeah. shouldn't it be me? <clears throat> Yeah, it's sort of like when Kim Kardashian got robbed and they're like, yeah, they stole jewelry worth three million or something. You're like, well, you know, boo-hoo, you shouldn't, shouldn't have that much. Well, I, I, the, only, the only thing about... Ro- it's never, you know, there's so many people in the world that you want to get that you'd be happy if they robbed Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. but it, that's never the people doing the robbing. No. You know no. what I mean? It's some mm-hmm. fucking psycho of in a balaclava. It's never like... Listen, I lost my job at Amazon eight months ago, and things have been really hard for me and my family. My wife has diabetes, and my kid has cerebral palsy. So I decided to put on a balaclava and rob Kim Kardashian at knife point. (laughs) Like, that's never – it's always just some psycho. So you never can't really root for the – but yeah, of course. I usually do. They haven't recovered them, have they? No, but it's – I don't think for those people it's not the financial thing. It's it's the fear – and I, I, on a human level, I've never been had my house broken into. But I think once you have the feeling of like someone has broken into my house, you're not comfortable at home anymore. Mm. So you're just always afraid in your own house. Yeah, she does have like twenty security now, though. Yeah, but to feel because she has to feel safe yeah, in her own. Yeah, you know, yeah. now you can't even be in your living room on your own without a guy outside your window on a walkie-talkie to feel safe. And that's that. That is what. I do empathize when people have a lot of money because that sucks. And you can never get that back, really. Would you... I wonder if Kanye had been there. What would have happened? Because he, he looks like the sort of guy who would start, like, she'd be protector and she'd go, this is great. And then he'd start stabbing them and it wouldn't stop for like an hour. And she'd no, go, actually, I, I think I'm going to divorce you. I think here's what would happen is <laughs> Kanye West would be hanging out with Kim Kardashian and their, I believe, four children. and. uh a burglar would enter the house and Kim Kardashian would uh, turn to see what was happening. And when she turned back, 
Kanye West would have locked himself alone in the safe room. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I went to the safe room. I need to protect myself. I'm yeah. a great musician. You know, however he talks. He yeah, would yeah, yeah. justify he his behavior. My, I had my lyric book on me, and I couldn't risk that He would damaged. lock his children and wife at the time outside of the safe room to fight the burglars. He can have more kids and more wives. That would be... Yeah, that would be his MO. Fair but enough. I uh, have you ever been burglarized? Yeah, Bur- loads. Burglarized? Burglarized loads. When we Burgle? burglarized. When I was young, we used to get burgled all the time. Really? All the time. I remember coming down and in the morning, and um, they were just they like stacked like tapes and tapes of, like cassettes on our kitchen table because obviously they're moving stuff quietly. And it was like, oh, fuck. like they do it when you're asleep. Yeah, they come in. We got burgled loads. That's such a hidden. I think that's a dying art, though. Now I don't think people do it as much. Remember when people used to get robbed? Like they go, "Don't wear your iPhone headphones well, like, on the train." Well, back then there weren't cell phones, so nobody's walking. Now stealing a phone Pointless. is so much. No, but stealing a phone mm. is good. Stealing a stealing now. If I was walking down the street and I'm holding a new iPhone, well, I just have 700 pounds in my hand. So that's easy. To, you get 700 pounds from taking that. Breaking to someone's house. Okay, well, if they've taken their laptop with them when they left, what is there to steal, really? Mm. What do you do? Carry their couch out? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, unless it's that's why you only robbing the super rich really makes sense because they'll have jewelry. And didn't they stop the, like, because people are doing it on the phones? Uh, sorry, on the bikes, grabbing the phones, you seen that? They're oh, still doing that. Yeah. Um, but there was a law, and I think, because there was a video of police ramming people, but there was a law where you couldn't ram them, so you had to just follow and have pursue. They, have they changed and, and I think it. they changed it, because there was a thing on YouTube of police, and it is quite fun to watch. Police just going up behind a scooter and just go, boom. Here's the thing. Again, like your pizza friend, what if you get the wrong guy? Oh, of course. I would get the wrong guy. You're de- yeah, you're a flustered <laughs> You pull cop. that helmet on me. Oh, it's Greta for fuck's sake. I know, it's a, de- it's a d- Deliveroo driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a Deliveroo yeah. driver. It's the opposite. <laughs> you just ram this yeah, guy and yeah. then the pizza and the guy <laughs> go flying. And like, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I think it'd be quite, it's quite a skill to drive up alongside someone and grab their phone. Well, yeah, it, it's a skill, but mm. yeah. I've, I don't I, think, I'd be hard. I'd I know a lady. Stop, grab, <laughs> I know a lady last week she was walking down the street some guy went to snatch her phone and she fought back a bit and they uh, grabbed her by the hair and smacked her in the face oh Jesus yeah that's horrible really hard too yeah it's uh it's a it's a cold world out there it is but I've never been mugged nobody looks at me and assumes I have anything no Rosie got mugged when we first moved to Camwell she got her phone swiped Walking down the street, I don't get robbed. That, um, wait, you got to tell the details of that story because that that story's great. What when she was like, I no, just... <laughs> so you came home, yeah, and what was was happening when you came home? Rosie had gotten her phone robbed. Okay, I'll tell the story. Okay, <laughs> you came home. Rosie was sobbing. Yeah, and you said, "What's wrong?" And you said, and she was like, "I got mugged." And then mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh my god!" But she was crying, but she felt bad for the she mugger. She said, "What sort of position are they in their life where they have to do this? What sort of horrible things have happened to them?" So she had sympathy for the mugger. Yeah, but she was crying. Out I know of pain for them. Yeah, I know, and it's their ridiculous. life. I would be fuming. I would have voted so far right that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go. I want a police state. <laughs> Also, like, I do think there's this myth mm. 
that like everyone who commits a crime, mm. it's because of their horrible life. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And like, yeah, sometimes that's true. And like definitely socioeconomic factors play into criminality. And also the, the police look to see what crimes poor people are committing. Mm-hmm. They don't really look to see what crimes rich people are committing. No, if you're you like know? in Northern Rock or Enron, you know, just get to Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So it's a blue, like a uh, blue collar crime mm-hmm. is a lot more prosecuted than white collar well, crime. Well, it's like the PPE and lockdown. They spent like whatever billion on it. And you're like, yeah. it makes me never want to pay taxes again. No, it makes me want to join the bloody. I will not. I will not. I will not. Uh, do, what is it? Uh, tax avoid there's tax avoidance and tax, tax evasion. evasion evasion's illegal yeah avoidance, avoidance mm. i'll avoid well that's just a nice man in you know guernsey or whatever just looking after your money I don't yeah see wrong with that. <clears throat> you have to have quite i think you have to have a bit more money than we have oh yeah we, we, we'd save fuck all i think you need to get a few million we need to get more patreons and then we can really start ramping yeah. up the tax avoidance uh, like i love watching golf mm. And uh, what's crazy is like every year there's always tournaments where Rolex is sponsoring mm-hmm. the tournament. And it's like, I don't understand who's buying Rolexes. Like, how are you still a company? Who? Well, anyone who has a bit of money, that's the go-to money watch, you know? Yeah. You go, oh, I've got a Rolex. It's so synonymous. with. But like, you also have there. an assistant that's telling you where you need to be at every time. It's not about the time, though. No, it's just a, it's a status symbol. Yeah, of course. No one goes, oh, I need to... I'm so glad I've got this Rolex because it's really clear what time it is. It's amazing how they pivoted because watches used to obviously mm. be like 1800s. You had a watch. You mm-hmm. can tell what time it is. That's a useful thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, it's just it's unnecessary. You always have your phone anyways. Of Everyone's course, on their phone yeah. anyways mm-hmm. with the time. Mm-hmm. Like when I go on stage, I don't even like, I'll just fucking be there. Yeah, I just say flash the light at 18 minutes. Yeah, I'm not, I don't need a watch to be like, oh, what? how long have I done? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, see people who write bits on their hands, stand-ups. Um, and they'll be doing 10 minutes. You go, how fucking shit is your brain? All right, we're going to get going. We're going to okay. get going. We're going to get moving. Okay. In 1957, suspected English serial killer, Dr. John Bodkin Adams, is found not guilty of murder. At the Old Bailey. This story is fucking great. Okay. I think this is a... Have you ever heard of this? Never. Jody, have you ever heard of this? No. This is a forgotten, incredible story that I'm writing the movie of. Okay. This guy. Okay. John Bodkin Adams was a British general practitioner. So he's a GP. Yeah. Convicted fraudster and suspected serial killer. Okay. Quite, Quite the CV. Between 1946 and 1956, 163 of his patients died while in comas. Mm. In addition, 132 out of 310 patients had left Adam's money or items in their wills. (laughs) I don't know anyone. I've never met one person who's been in a coma. Like, I literally don't. Like, we, we... Comas are like a great literary device or narrative device in television and film, but it's quite rare for someone to go into a coma. Yeah. And I also don't know anyone ever who has left their doctor money. No. So this guy clearly killed a lot of people. Yeah. And he did a lot of holding hands with pen in hand and going, (laughs) and what I want to make clear before I get started. 
is he died in his bed a free man because they couldn't pin it on him. With all the money. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know who if he, he died left his ri- money to. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> he was from Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, his father was a watchmaker. Which we've established is mm-hmm. kind of a con artist. You know? Mm-hmm. Passion, interest in cars. Okay, that's not interesting. Here's what's <laughs> interesting. Yep. They realized all of this guy's patrons are dying. And he's leaving the money, right? How would you do it? Because I... if. If the police are investigating, you could do an undercover guy who pretends to be ill and a millionaire and goes in and just sees what happens, you know? They, it was all, like, after the fact, so this person's dead. Yeah. And they have morphine in their system. So that's the thing. They'd always have a lot of morphine in their system, and then they have to try to ter- determine, did he give this ill person who had written it them, him into their will too much morphine? Mm-hmm. Or was it the right amount of morphine? And heroin. They gave people heroin then, mm-hmm. too, which is not sweet. So I'll read you one case study from the many cases where they tried to get them and they never got them. Uh, so this is one of his patients was Edith Alice Morell. Morell was a wealthy widow who suffered a stroke while visiting her son. She's partially paralyzed and admitted to hospital near Chester where she received morphine injections for nine days. Uh, Cullen suggests that Adam, supposedly her usual doctor, arrived there on the 26th of June, the day before she was first prescribed morphine for the pain. So he got there and he was like, you're going to need some morphine, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and to rewrite your will. Yeah. However, she wasn't expected to live for more than six months, but survived her stroke for over two years, suffering also from arthritis. Between July 1948 and August 1950, she received routine evening injections of morphine and heroin. And her condition was stable. But from then, as her condition deteriorated, the dosages increased. An expert witness for the prosecution claimed that Mrs. Morrell would have been addicted, but the only apparent symptoms of this were attributed by the defense's expert to a second stroke. Okay, she left in a state of 157,000 pounds, which in 1957, a lot. a lot of money. Also, has the weirdly has the word year 1957 in it mm. okay oh no it doesn't that's it was within the nine uh <laughs> i i i goes wrong and made eight cash bequests of between 300 pounds and a thousand pounds colin claims that's the prosecutor that in some of the several wills she made adams was bequeathed large sums of money and her rolls royce silver ghost so when she was high basically on morphine he was just getting her to do all this stuff yeah and just changed up the will yeah What's amazing is, like, uh, after Mrs. Morrell's death, uh, Adams took away an infrared lamp she had bought herself worth 60 pounds. Adam built the estate for 11... Infrared lamp. Yeah. Infrared. (laughs) Infrared. This is such a <clears throat> high-end podcast. <laughs> Infrared. Infrared, it'll be. Okay, fuck off. <laughs> is there a link to click what the lamp was? Or I don't know. There's no <laughs> lamp link. We don't need a lamp link, all right? Is it a small eye or a big eye? <laughs> I know. Uh, we, Jody, you don't have a thyroid. <laughs> I can read. Okay, well, that is debatable. <laughs> Anyways, mm, yeah. Adams billed Morell's estate mm. for 1,100 visits. Mm. 
The police estimate that Adams had visited Morrell a total of 321 times. There's no way he visited 1,100 times. No. 321 is still a lot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's one instance that I read badly. The gist of it is every patient, this guy would visit them a lot, overcharge them, get himself written mm. in the will, and mm. then they die mm -hmm. with a little help from some morphine and heroin. And uh, But they never quite got him. They tried him. He got out of it. Then, once he was acquitted, he went and he sued all the major newspapers for libel, and he God. won. So he must have made serious money. Yeah, because the UK has really, really strong libel laws. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. You, you know, it's if you li if you libel someone, if you say, "Yeah, this guy's a murderer," well, then you now have to prove they are a murderer, mm, not that they have to prove mm, they're mm. not. So, I mean, and uh, in in like modern day, they think he was definitely a serial killer. Mm. I I don't know how there's not a movie about this guy. He just went around killing old people, taking their money. And, like, clearly wasn't that... It's not like he was a good doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just found, like, ill people. He was in a hundred wills of his patients. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, that's, that's too much. That's too many. Three's too many. Yeah. And also, as a doctor, you'd think you um, should sort of morally ignore the wishes of someone who's out of their mind on morphine. Yeah. He did not do that. No. Weirdly, even though he was a serial killer... It's hard to prove because of like the, the even in the fifties. In the fifties, they didn't have this. They didn't understand the 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 pathology of serial mm -hmm. killers the way we do now. Yeah. So the idea that someone would kill people mm -hmm. because they like to kill people that that wasn't un understood. Yeah. Well, and they don't even like Jack the Ripper and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they hadn't done like everything we know now. That's mm -hmm. from like seventies onwards. The study of the serial mm -hmm. killer mind and how we all are obsessed with that now, and how we all know that like some people are born with the urge to keep killing. Mm -hmm. They didn't know that then, so they just thought, why would he kill people? He's not going to get. He's not really getting that much money from them. Mm -hmm. You know, like he's getting some money, but it wasn't. The, the motivation wasn't very clear. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, why yeah. would someone do that? God. Um, but it did. It established, this case established the principle of double effect that if a doctor gave treatment to a seriously ill patient with the aim of relieving pain, as a result of which that person's life was inadvertently shortened, the doctor would not, wasn't guilty of murder. Okay. So it, it established all these precedents, which mm -mm -mm. is interesting. Who does, I wonder if there's someone who's a relative of his who's just like a millionaire now. Yeah, I mean, because 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 he made so much money, he's got like a flat in Chelsea and he eats at Nobu every day. Like, why so. why do you have so much money? Oh, my uh, granddad was a serial killer doctor who never got found out. <laughs> yeah, people did speculate. Like in 1983, this guy uh, Rodney Hallworth and Mark Williams they thought uh, Adams was a serial killer and probably schizophrenic. In the opinion of many experts, Adam died an unconvicted mass murderer. Uh, Percy Hawkins, writing in 1984, was the opposite opinion. Adam and Adams was not guilty, but merely naive and uh, some other word I can't read. Well, what's it spell it? Can spell it for us? A-V-A-R-I-C-I-O-U-S. Of avaricious? <laughs> yeah, do you know what that means? <clears throat> yeah. What does it mean then? You fucking it's when genius. You uh you have an obsession with aviator sunglasses. You don't know fucking anything. <laughs> um Yeah, I think naive is the wrong word because I think after like three you stop being naive and actually it's like, well, this is this is not naive at all, you're just killing people. 
This is weird. So in 1985, mm. Sir Patrick Delvin, the judge, stated that Adams may have been mm. a merciless mercenary mercy killer, mm. but though compassionate, he was at the same time greedy and prepared to sell death. He did not think of himself as a murderer, but a dispenser of death. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't. I think like some serial killers don't necessarily even like understand what death is. Yeah, They're yeah, just yeah. like, mm. oh, she got sad. And then it mm. was over. Like, like <laughs> I am no so murderer. Just because he doesn't think of himself as a murderer doesn't mean he's not a murderer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's incredible. I don't know how there hasn't been a movie about this guy. No, we should make one because it 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 is the classic story of somebody mm. does wrong and gets away with it, and that's really what the world is built upon: mm-hmm. people not getting their comeuppance, mm-hmm. people doing something wrong. And that being just mm. how they live mm-hmm. and their victims suffering and it being okay. <laughs> That's the way the world goes round, you mm. know? Sad but true. Hey, we have a new sponsor this week. It's uh, DBT UK. If you don't know what DBT is, it's a form of therapy that really helped my life. A few years ago, I had a complete mental breakdown. I was running around a fucking roundabout screaming. I was crying randomly. I was suicidal. I tried everything. And then I went and I did DBT and it changed my fucking life. It was originally developed for people with borderline personality disorder, but they figured out that it works for lots of people, anyone really that is struggling with emotional dysregulation. If you can't control your emotions and or your behaviors, this can really work for you. So I would really 100% recommend it. Um, like if you want to just message me and ask if you're going through something, message me and I can tell you how it worked for me. Um, if you want to just email them, then uh, email info at dbt-uk.co.uk. And uh, if you mention the promo code year is, you will get half off on your initial assessment. It's a really worthwhile uh, form of therapy that I cannot recommend enough. All right, we're going to get powering through this. In 1957, this is a sad story. The Soviet Union launched Sputnik 2 with the first animal to orbit the Earth on board. Mm -hmm. A dog named Laika. So they launched a dog Mm -hmm. into space. Yeah. To see, because at the time they didn't even know if, like, humans could survive in space. Mm -hmm. So the Russians, like, went and collected all these street dogs, and they put them in cages. And every day they'd put them in smaller and smaller and smaller cages and see which dog reacted the best and they'd freak the fuck out. Then there's dog Laika, just a random street dog. And, uh, they launched her into space. And apparently... Alone? Alone. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the scientists, he said a couple days before they, uh, they launched her into space. He took like a home for the night and let her kids play with the dog because he thought the dog deserved something nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows if that's true? They lied about it too. At the time when it happened and they launched her into space, they said, oh yeah, 
Well, she was alive for five or six days, completed her mission, but then slowly ran out of oxygen. As if she had these great five or six days <laughs> in space where she was just like manning the controls yeah, and yeah, looking yeah, around, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, that's not what happened. And, you know, 20 years ago, it came out that uh, she died of overheating or suffocation hours into the flight. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> like, you're not meant to leave a dog in a car when you go into a supermarket. What the fuck did they think? And why? 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 Well, because you can't send a person. <laughs> Yeah, but what do they? What do you just? What's the dog gonna feed back? The dog's gonna feed back. Mm. Is it? They didn't even know at the time if, like, no matter what kind of structure mm. you built. So they wanted to see how long the dog would last. They wanted to see: is it even possible for creatures that live on Earth to to be alive in space, regardless of if you go up in a ship? They yeah, just yeah, didn't yeah, even yeah. know if that was possible at the time. Yeah, and this dog, Laika. Made that all possible. And they lied to her, the, the equivalent of she lives on a farm now, you know. Well, the, the, Laika didn't have a family. No. It's not like they said, listen, Laika will be back. <laughs> Laika was a stray dog, a yeah. stray street dog. Mm -hmm. They killed her. So, yeah. She died so we could all fly. And they probably, the first idea was probably let's get a homeless person and someone talked them down from No, there. because it was too small. You'd need like a homeless mm -hmm. baby. Okay. And I don't know if that <laughs> That's would. That's an orphan. That That's would, not a homeless baby. That would. A homeless baby is an orphan, but homeless baby sounds better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's what's uh, what's up with that? Oh, that that's a that's a homeless baby shelter. <laughs> you mean an orphanage? No, it's a homeless baby shelter. That's where all the babies go who haven't made the right choices in their life, <laughs> yeah. and they don't necessarily have a home. Some of them addicted to meth. Some of them moved into prostitution. But listen, there's still people. These homeless babies. Yeah, sure, you know. Mm. They stink. <laughs> they shit all over themselves. What can I say? They're homeless babies. <laughs> Don't give them any money. Don't give them They'll money. They'll spend it on milk and squidgy toys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What's that homeless baby doing? Oh, man. Playing with a dog toy. Doesn't even know it's for dogs. And so they launch this thing, and then they zoom it round, and then they get it back down. And go. They don't get it back down. Okay, so how do they know the dog died? They got a little thing on the dog. They have like monitoring the. They go, like her, are you the there? The camera, I think. I don't know. It's mm. just sad. There's probably an audio. Like it's just crammed in this little space. Going, yeah, there'll be like a dead. Disney Man audio that's something to listen to. Makes me wish I named Sonny Laika. Why? Because in her, in that dog's mm. honor, that dog is the mm. bravest dog whoever has been. Can we send Sonny into space for an experiment? Sonny would be horrible. We'd bark. Yeah, but on his own. No, we're not getting rid of Sonny. <laughs> no, what would the experiment be? Just see how long it takes uh... for Sonny to die. You want to kill Sonny? No, it's for science. You want to kill Sonny? I'm trying to make the world a better place for you and your family. You're not killing Sonny. <laughs> By the way, you, well, you... the experiment is how much better is it if you he's not here? <laughs> you brushed your head a while ago with your hand, mm -hmm. and your hair looks stupid now. Just letting you know. How does it now? Yeah, it's better. Mm. I just wanted you to feel in a moment of <laughs> uncomfortable, like the way you made me feel when you suggested mm. murdering my dog. <laughs> All Sonny wants to do is give you love and affection. Mm. It's not his fault. You don't like animals mm. because they can't say things to you like, hey, how was your gig last night, Red? Tell me all about it. 
they can't say red. What comedians do you think are shit? Tell me. Oh, red. Why have you been looking at your phone for 10 minutes? I thought we were hanging out. They can't. Sonny's unable to say that. He just wants pure in the moment love and joy. Mm -hmm. And you're not interested in that. No. No. Well, no, I just don't like being licked on the hand. Oh, I don't like being licked. (laughs) Well, maybe you'd like Russia. There's no licking there. His like is dead. All right. We're moving on from that sad tale of the dead dog. They they did. Okay. But actually, there's a nice ending. In April 2008, Russian officials unveiled a monument to Laika. A small monument in her honor was built near the military research facility in Moscow that prepared her flight to space. It portrayed a dog standing on top of a rocket. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. She was locked in a tiny little cage in a rocket. I'm assuming it was similar to putting a dog in a microwave, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is a slow slow microwave. But listen, no one missed Laika because she wasn't loved. No. And that's even sadder, really. But whatever. Whatever, you know, sometimes dogs die. Mm, and Red doesn't care. All the time they die. There's a lot more, but we're tight for time. I'll say this. In 1957, Dwight D. Eisenhower was sworn in for a second term as President of the United States. And there's one thing that I thought was quite badass about Dwight D. Eisenhower. And that is... The Korean War was happening, right? Mm-hmm. In that time. And uh, I don't know if it's badass or crazy, but in 1953, he considered using nuclear weapons to end the Korean War and may have threatened China with nuclear attack if an armistice was not reached. Mm-hmm. But that's that was the only time. So I think the Soviets got the bomb in 49 mm-hmm. so this is 57 china doesn't have a bomb no. so he literally is like hey if this war doesn't end i'm gonna fucking nuke you and then china's like yeah all right we'll end the war but it, <clears throat> it wasn't even resolved the korean war yeah yeah but they, the day, armistice still... was yeah they did to this day it's still it was like... a complete proxy war between america, america and china yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. just a proxy war my granddad was out in it at the korean war yeah. really yeah he got there and it stopped the day he got to korea that is great timing. I know. Yeah. He told us when we were kids that it was because they saw him and he'd arrived and so they stopped the war. I like that. That was a cool, cool thing, I believed. I like that. Okay, well, that is the episode. Yeah, that was a, a tiny bit of 1957. I would say the dick of the year, the mm. murdering doctor. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. Because even if he didn't kill him, the fact that they're writing him into their wills and stuff like that makes him a bit of a twat that he'd accept that. Uh, he did, and he did definitely and he kill, did kill him. Yeah, it's like when you watch that show, The Staircase, and you're like, mm, "Did he push her down the stairs or not?" He killed her. Okay. This guy killed her. Usually, they killed her. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, until next time, Red. Mm-hmm. Listeners, viewers, make sure you tell someone about this podcast. Yeah. Like it. Share it. Get involved. And come, if you're in Edinburgh, come to our Edinburgh shows. I'm on at 9.55, Pleasance, Bunker One. I'm on at Carnivore One, at Carnivore 11.05. 
Okay, thank you so much to our super genius patrons, Christopher, Spencer, Matthew. We love you. Thank you. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. Do everything you're going to do. That's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to an episode of The Year Is with me, comedian Bobby Mayer, and my sometimes friend, Red Richardson. This podcast has been produced by our brilliant producer, Jody Vandenberg. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.